This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. You can find this and other great podcasts at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry with no E's dot com. Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Dirt Show. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Stiva. And this is episode 22. Yep, 22. Double, so, double, 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 double. Yeah. So we're excited. We got a lot of announcements, though. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Let me tell you about what's going on first, though. Uh, we've got um, a show today. We don't have any interviews. Always got to throw in some grow talk. So we're going to do a grow talk episode. We're going to talk about environment this time and, you know, kind of keep it a little. Um, I don't know, basic, but also try to add in a couple um, more, I don't know, advanced skills, just a couple little things, but we're going to keep it basic because that's kind of what Grow Talk is, kind of getting people to... Basically what we want to do next year, isn't it? Well, that and I mean, you know, growing inside and stuff. Yeah. We talk a little bit environment. So, and then coming up in next week early, uh, probably like Wednesday-ish, we're going to have Kenevere, uh interview with Kenevere, and we're going to talk... Well, we're going to tiptoe around some, you know, um, testing rules, things going on. I guess it's getting pretty heated. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of getting a little thuggish, ruggish out there for, the, sure. for the testing labs. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk to Jason about that and see what's going on. But we also have some other announcements. I think you got a whole list going on, don't you? Yeah, we got quite a bit. Um, well, if we want to talk Talent Health Club, we have some sales that are going on for the month of December okay. and some of our latest stuff that's come in, um, such as Shadowbox. We've got two of those strains, which you yep. got to try. We put the, that out there. Yeah, you got to try the Shadowbox. Those are legit, by the way. Like I don't, you know, when I, we usually do a lot of concentrate, not you so much anymore, but me still. And so those really hit me hard. I was impressed. <coughs> um, the TKO, I was really really happy with as well yeah. um that's the new stuff that just came out like the gelato mm-hmm. and um the guava gelato were my two favorites out of those ones right and they were pretty pretty impressive for the whole month of december for shadow box though is 10 percent off so come on in and you can try our it's it's <laughs> top shelf yeah so it definitely is worth it um and then what else we got our um do we want to talk about our live show or do we want to talk about the Mongo Ranch? Well, I'll talk about Mongo Ranch real quick and then we'll we'll talk okay. about the show. So Mongo Ranch, we talked about this. I just kind of briefly mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but we're going to be working with them. Uh, not working with them. We always do that. But I mean, we're going to be going with them up to this event, which is January 31st. It's 30th. No, February. Right. January 30th. Oh, January. <laughs> and 31st. It's it. I got February written right by it. So yeah, 
January 30th. That's at the Roseland Theater. Nice. Portland. Yep. So we're going up to Portland. We're going to check on uh, this group. So uh, less than Jake. Yeah. Correct? Less than, yeah. And they're going, you know, we're going to try to sneak in and see if maybe we can snag an interview from these guys and see but what's I going know on. That we do get to at least meet them. Yeah. We get to meet if them. If we maybe don't get, get an interview. Backstage. Yeah. Yes. And we're going to be doing that with Mongo. I, they're going to have a, a special strain that we had announced with, on our interview with Mongo about them doing yes. that. Yes. About them um, uh, having this special spring come out at yeah. that time. So hopefully we get to try that too. That'll well, and cool. we get to hang out with them and it'll be fun. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. Can't wait to hang out with them. And um, uh, I think that's, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll be heading up there, I think, Saturday. Yeah. I think we'll get a rental too. Saturday evening. Style. We already are. We've got it. <laughs> We've already got it rented and it's reserved. Yeah. So shout out to to Joe and Mongo. Um, those guys were busting their butts yeah, at harvest time. Yeah. So I haven't got a full update on how it went, but you know, we'll end up talking to them about that time. So maybe we'll sit down with them too and make us do a quick episode. <laughs> right. Be like, Hey, let's hang out. Use it. <laughs> um, okay. And then I've got, uh, we have doing our first live episode at Talon Health Club on New Year's. Yeah. At 7 p.m. is yeah. when we start. I know. I'm excited. Yes. I thought you were going to add more to it, like up front. <laughs> well, the, your excitement was dull. You were reading something. Um, I was going to my next. My we're next going. Time. We're open until 10 p.m., I believe, that night. Yeah. So Times I'm, may change. Yep. I'm, I'm coming in about 6, and I'm setting up. And yes. then we're going to start about 7. We're going to have a couple of special guests, hopefully. I mean, not hopefully. We are. I just don't have those. We don't have the lineup for yet. For sure. Yes. Yeah, we will. We will have sure. guests, but, but we don't, we'll announce that when that happens. So. We are going to have some giveaways. That's um, a big thing. It's going to be probably you buy the raffles or you get the raffles there. Yep. You get the drawing later type thing and then we'll get the drawing, you know, we'll get your, what you win to you. It's not going to be that night you get it, but. Well, no, what we'll do is it's for the people that come in to the store. I yes. mean, they have to be on location to be able to do this. So they come in. And uh, all you have to do is um, get your tickets and you can uh, enter in, you know, what. Which which one you want to get drawn for. Yeah, and we're going to have, basically. I believe, four prizes. So we're going to have a vaporous pen, which is going to be a nice pen. Okay, mm -hmm. we're, and we're kicking off a launch there at THC. So those pens will be available. Um, and, you know, this is one good way to get it out there and have people try it out. Right. They but, should be available. Didn't we discuss it about January as we want to try and get The first part of January, yeah. the pens will be available. And right now, of course, as you know, we'll throw it in. We get that 25% uh, coupon code. Yep. with uh, GetVaporous.com. You want me to just go vaporous, ahead and say this now? VaporousTechnologies.com. Oh, well, you have it written down for me at GetVaporous.com. Oh, yeah, that works 25 too. 25% off with code word rooted at checkout. Yes. So remember that. And bring the, like I said, bring the pins out. Um, that will be one of our bigger prizes. Yes. And then also, too, this is brand new. We got a new supporter that we want to talk about, and that is... Fog. Yeah. Help <laughs> it's, me. It's Captain Fog. Captain Fog. Uh, yes. Uh, Don't turp just sauce. leave that on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Captain Fog Terp Sauce. And, you know, these guys are crazy good terpenes um we got a couple samples well we the lemon kush yeah the one sample lemon yeah we got kush, the one of the lemon kush which is a golden beaver flavor if you will it's a strain that they had mm -hmm. um and also they put just real quick they put the king's cake in that lineup mm -hmm. of terp sauce 
And what I this... read that to you like three times and you didn't hear me. I know. So <laughs> you're so mean to me when we're recording, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but what the deal is, what we, I like about them is that it's, there's no filler. So it's pure terps. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's no like PGs or PGAs or all that other glycerin or whatever. Um, and you know, there's no extras. So it's all pure terps. And it, the way I understand it is it's a full profile. So it's listed on the bottle what what terpenes are in there but it's from it's from the profile of a, of a strain and make sure you put the amount that it says because we tried it and we didn't put enough well yeah but I i've believe. also i also read some reviews and you got to be careful you don't want to put too much in yes it. absolutely so the recommendation is one drop per gram but like i said they are pure terpenes do you remember those it was tobacco flavoring, quote unquote, because marijuana wasn't legal back then. Um, it was those drops that you could put on your tobacco, quote unquote, to change the flavor. It was like strawberry, mango. Do you remember those? They used to sell them no. in Magic Man. For s- tobacco? Yeah, it was it was tobacco flavoring. But you, oh. if you talked to the people at Magic Man, they're like, yeah, you could also drop it on your marijuana or I see. cannabis grass at that time, you know, whatever they called it. It yeah. was back when I was way younger. Um, and so that was, yeah, it was the cool thing. And it came in like the same little vial. But yeah, it was back before they actually had terps to put on there. And <laughs> well, Sorry, it was a little flashback. Terp. Well, it probably wasn't even terps. It wasn't. It was just flavoring. Yeah. 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 It was like strawberry, cherry. It had a whole bunch of different flavors. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it probably had like the glycerin or. It's probably base before and, they had those blunt wraps that were pre flavored <laughs> propylene glycol yeah. or whatever. They're like, here, we're just going to go ahead and throw this in your stuff too. <laughs> Add more chemicals to what you're smoking. So anyway, that's going to be a prize. We kind of totally got sidetracked. I know, sorry. But that's they're, they're a new supporter too. <laughs> We're going to give away a 10-pack of one mil vials. So that's 10 of flavors. Of all the different flavors that came. 10 flavors. Yes. King's and cake, I guess there's a favorite in there. The sour diesel is a favorite. The king, all of it. So yeah, uh, that's going to be a good prize. And then we're going to give away some Peacemaker gear. So mm-hmm. we're going to give away uh, basically be a quickie, a Kazili and a, and a container. Yep. Um, well, maybe we'll do the, the glow in the dark ones for that. Yeah. I've been wanting so. one of those. <laughs> We've been hanging on for you listeners for yeah. those. And I, 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 I think that we should do a grower's pack too. Yeah. We've got plenty of stuff to throw. Yeah. So pack I together put together a grower pack, maybe have some mammoth pea in there, some great white, some orca, some, right. uh, SLF 100. Uh, and then, you know, I'll put in some either I got some, what do I got? You got some Bovitas. Elevation Organic, not Elevation. Um, I've got um, Advanced Organics, I think, a kit I can put in there. Don't you have so, Bovitas that you can got some Bovitas for oh, your we jars? Got a grip lo- we got some hats. Man. We got some stickers. I got a shirt to give away. We got some shirts. We got some so shit to give away. You need to come out. Check us out. on That's New Year's Eve, THC, Talent Health Club in Talent. Come join us. Oregon. We're going to have a fun crew, too. I know we got a bunch of organ listeners. Yeah, I'm not so. going to be up there working and slinging for you guys and having fun, but I'm going to I'm gonna be slinging some talk. Yeah. The dirt. The dirt. The dirt. And so during that time, we're going to try a new live option, too. So we'll record live, too. I'm going to try Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, we're going to probably have... But we'll see how that goes. On. I don't know. This is going to be a real big test. We might get to sit on the test. same side of the table so we can see everybody. 
Yeah. So if you want to see us live, you'll be able to check out YouTube for sure. I don't know if Facebook will go up or not. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll try. Mm-hmm. If it goes south, hey, all you have to do is not watch. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah. You have that choice. So <clears throat> is that for the announcements? Um, that I have? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we got word in today that uh, cartridges and extracts and medibles will be coming here very shortly. Like they'll be back on the shelves here soon. It's about time, but I think everybody's feeling that pain here. Everybody's feeling that pain, yes. But to give everybody a good heads up that it's starting to come back around. Yeah. So yeah. keep your eyes out. Check in. It should be hopefully by the end of the week. We just got the got, just got the word up of the first company that has been open. And then I also heard a rumor of Hush, um, which is extracts and stuff. Yeah, I remember you, them. Yeah, yeah. Hush. Right. Um, they just got their testing results back as well. And so we may be getting a hold of them as well. Nice. So get them on the shelf. It's Let me tell you, it's been flour. We are running very low on everything else. We have about two... Um, Two objects that are one of them is a topical and one of them is the CBD adropinols. Which you were saying is good for anxiety? Yes. Yes. Actually, one of my coworkers says that she was trying to avoid taking um, any sort of medications like yeah. Xanax and stuff like that. She wanted right. to avoid it. And uh, she got the adropinol by Dirty Arm Farm. Mm-hmm. And it is CBD. It's, um, I don't remember exactly what the measurements are of the CBD and THC in there, but there is still THC, of course. And it's one to three drops as needed. Mm-hmm. So if um, it, she says it helps a lot for social anxiety and it also helps a lot for um, just anxiety in general uh, that can cause, you know, panic attacks and stuff like that. She says it's right. really helpful for her because that's one reason why she actually moved up here is because she needed um, she needed the availability of it. I see. Yeah. So that's why she moved up to Oregon from California. Yeah. Yeah. But. I think that's something you should try because that's the first thing yeah. that I've heard. But CBD is expensive. Yeah. Uh, but seeing as you're medical, it's 50 for you for for a container of it. But hey, it's I wonder how much you'd have to take, though. Uh, well, of course, you'd have to try, try it once. Yeah, the CBD, a drop and all, you can at least try it once. And if it works, it could be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Um, But they are, you know, you know, Banaka. Yeah. The tiny bottles that are like yeah. 90 something. It's like the size of a Banaka bottle. Wow. So there, it's like this big. Yeah. And it's it's really not that Under big. Under the tongue or something? Yeah, just on your tongue. Yeah. It's one to one to three drops. Right. Yeah, and she says it really helps helps her. And um, it like you can see when it can help somebody, <laughs> you know, when you can watch their attitude change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, like I said, I'll try it. I mean, yeah. at some point. We'll have to get it sure. for you sometime. Yeah, but that's uh, all I got. Okay. Um, just so you know, I the settings I set on my uh, recorder this time, I have no clock. <laughs> oh, lovely. So for the listeners, um, I don't know. Maybe they can shout loud enough and tell me to stop. I know, huh? No, I'm joking. I don't know what, <laughs> if it's when an hour is going to be. I We've been on for about 10 minutes, maybe? Five uh, minutes? About 15. Maybe 10. <laughs> maybe less than that. Who, who freaking knows? Who knows? Let's go. Right, let's well, go ten. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And then also, if you want to check out anything for Talent Health Club, go to che- go check out Leafly, of course. Okay. Full menus up to date. Pictures, nice. everything. Taking it serious and everything. Yeah, yeah. I actually just did the menu myself not too long ago, and uh, one of my coworkers is putting up the pictures, so you could actually see what the bud looks like. Um, 
that's the actual bud in there, not just one yeah. we found online. It's actual pictures that so we So is your produced. tag on Instagram, is it at THC Talent Health Club or is it it's at, at THC Talent Health yeah. Club? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you can check them out there. We post- Or just type in Talent Health Club, yeah, honestly, yeah, and it, it pops right yeah. up. Um, but yeah, we post some things on our website or website on our social media too. So check out our um, Instagram at, at Oregon Rooted. Also, you know, I posted up a video of a guy- it was being treated with uh, RSO. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's a lot of videos and a lot of them are very eye-opening, but this one was really special because they're actually, that was conducting a study on that video. Wasn't it Parkinson's? I'm sorry, Parkinson's, nah. Yeah, did I say epilepsy? No, you didn't really say Okay, yeah, it's Parkinson's. Um, and it's a really good video. It's, a, you know, a couple minutes, so you actually get to see it work, but the guy that's there is actually doing a study. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool to see that that's, and it's really, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, check out our Facebook too, at Oregon Rooted. He was actually, the guy was pretty shocked that it helped as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then also cool. too, you know, since we're, I'm on it, I'm on it. I don't want to get away from it real quick is OregonRooted.com. I've been busting my hump on uh, there this you week. you have been, yes. And although it doesn't probably appear that I got a lot on there, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff I haven't released yet, but what is released is pretty cool. We've got a new membership system which is still in development. I'm still developing it, but right now it's set up to where if you sign up, we're, you know, you, you, it's free of course, but you just become a member of the website. Becoming a member allows you to do things like, you know, comment. Uh, I did put up a new forum for everybody. Mm -hmm. So there's a, uh, organ rooted grower forum and I can create more forums as it grows, but you know, it's a place for questions. I do have uh, two or three good growers that are moderators on there. Mm -hmm. West Kush, Jason, um, that can answer questions and stuff or have other people come on to answer mm -hmm. questions for people too. So the form tabs on there on the website. Um, let's see. I, the membership part, I set up, a, a cred system mm -hmm. so that, uh, as you, uh, work with the website, you know, add content, add your comments, log in even, uh, create questions in the forum, just participate in general, mm -hmm. you get beans. I called them seeds at first, but man, I wanted beans. So for now they're beans. I can always change the name though. <laughs> but, um, you know, Jack and the beanstalk and they grow so big. Remember that? That thing grew to the sky. You're funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, and there's different levels too. So you start out as a newbie, you get to become a different level, producing a gardener, grower, blah, blah, blah. And, and it just gives you cred. So as you build cred, that shows that not only you're active, but that you're smart at what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So when you talk in the forums and stuff, people can say, oh, this guy kind of, you know, he knows, look at, he's got 20,000 seeds or beans or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. So we got that. I also threw up some videos from YouTube and mm -hmm. yeah, uh, which are cool. Uh, that was for Mongo. I've got one coming out for Golden Beaver. Mm-hmm. And then what you can't see, which is coming out, will be those farm pages. So mm -hmm. we're going to have Shadow Box, Golden Beavers being built right now, Mongo. So lots of stuff going on OregonRooted.com. Yeah. All right. And I put uh, also a couple other tabs, like you can look at your account on the top. All nice. kinds of stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So was that it? Yep. Okay. So we're going into news? Yeah. Well, I think I'll let you lead then. All right. I have... From Oregon Live, let me see, written by Noel Crombie. 
says Oregon revises marijuana rules after industry backlash. So this is kind of explaining um, the cartridges and everything and uh, the testing for extracts and and everything that's been going on. Mm -hmm. Says Oregon on Friday issued temporary new rules aimed at easing what marijuana producers and processors say is a major backlog that has brought parts of the industry to a standstill, left store shelves empty and prompted some companies to lay off workers. Man, yeah, well, I know you guys kind of touched on that subject briefly yeah you were you were in there when uh when we decided to get a whole drop of bomb on us about <laughs> yeah. it um the rules issued by the Oregon health authority ease some potency testing requirements for processors remove restrictions that unintentionally keep alcohol-based concentrates off the market and allow producers to test multiple strains in a single batch previously each strain had to undergo testing the rules over the medical and recreational marijuana markets. The intention was to provide relief, says Andre Orso, manager of the state's medical marijuana program. In practice, do they do that? We will have to wait and see. The industry had pushed hard for an overhaul to, to the state's pesticide testing requirements, the first of their kind in the country, but state officials left them intact for now. The types of pesticides and the levels allowed, for instance, don't change under the revision, which are the pla- which are in place until next spring. Now, uh, not to interrupt you, but basically to sum that up is, you know, they had, I don't know what they expected. Yeah, exactly. They had a lot of restriction or not a lot of uh, requirements and a lot of money going out for that and people uh-huh. are jumping on that to get it done backlog of people and yeah i don't go ahead i i don't know what they expected yeah exactly i was just kind of reading through to see i got some highlights if you want me to do the highlights yeah i'll i'll uh, let me just read these last two couple yeah. pa- uh, paragraphs it says since october 307 samples taken from marijuana products from flowers to extracts failed for either pesticides or residual solvents used in the extracts process, extraction process. In other words, this is how high their their rules and regulations have been that they have failed. Um, and just like you said, we are hoping for more to alleviate the backlog of testing. We don't see that the uh, that this really does that. Um, it said right up here, the backlash. I missed it. Anyways, it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of backlogging and, and backlash from it and everything coming off the stores and the lower level, uh, the lower levels of sales and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's, well, I'll do the highlight. Um, the highlights is, uh, replaces process validation with control studies. So it cuts three process validation tests to one control study. Mm-hmm. Um, it says a processor with a process lot that passes one control study can combine samples into one composite sample, plus a field duplicate for testing for one year, unless the manufacturer of the product changes. Uh, removes alcohol-based solvents from testing requirement. So butanol, propanol, and ethanol are removed from solvent analyte list. That's cool. And it says, uh, combine some batches for testing. Samples from multiple batches may be combined for the purpose of testing for THC and CBD if the batches are the same strain. That makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that should be a permanent rule. Samples from multiple batches, even if different strains, may be combined for the purpose of testing for pesticides 
if the total weight of the batch does not exceed 10 pounds. That's pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Although most of them probably do. Uh, changes variance for potency testing of edibles. Increases the amount of homogeneity. I think I said that right. Variance in edible products to plus 5%. Wow. So there is a lot of variance in edibles. Mm-hmm. No wonder I ate that one cookie or two cookies that night and I saw dragons. You probably didn't homogenize that stuff very good, Sarah. No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Since OHA permanent testing rules became enforceable on October 1st, the marijuana industry is reported to regulating authorities that testing costs are driving up consumer prices, creating product store shortages, which you know you're hurting, and causing some processors to temporarily cease operations and furlough employees. Mm -hmm. Good job, OHA. Right. Good job. We're proud of you. People without jobs. Good job. Yeah. What's next? Um, I figured that I'd do the one from Dope Magazine. Okay. Oh, the book? Yeah. You want to give us a brief, um, short... History on it? Yeah, prelog or what do they call it? It's called The Gloops and the Special Plant. Right now. Now, this is a published book. Yes, this is a published book. And it's in Dope Magazine. It is in Dope Magazine. And it is written by none other than my boss's wife, actually. And I have seen this on the shelf for a long time. Nice. And I had no idea that it was written by her. And, you know, I'd heard random stories here and there about who it was written by. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I find out from my boss that it was actually written by his wife. Right. And it's a a story explaining um, basically marijuana to children in a a way that they'll understand because the fact that it is a medicine. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really worth the read, and it's really at least worth having the kid having it around. In fact, I think I might do it for a Christmas present for my children. Nice. I think it would be fun, and uh, seeing as I get a discount anyways for for you know <laughs> certain things, I, I figured that it would be a good Christmas present. Yeah. To give them for knowledge, um, but anyways, it's uh, called Can of Fiction: The Gloops and the Special Plant. The writer was Matthew Christian. Uh, it says, with cannabis quickly reaching legal status in several states, the subject of cannabis in children often comes up. The stigmatism of the evil plant is still quite prevalent in society. So how do parents start a conversation with their children to prepare them for what might happen at school if their friends find out what their parents smoke, uh, that their parents smoke reefer? I am a parent and have many friends who are parents as well. We all at one time or another have had many conversations about this very subject. It always seems to be children who end up getting hurt or ridiculed because their parents are deemed dirty hippies, quote unquote. Um, I have one particular set of friends who have never allowed their children until very recently to have sleepovers or playdates for fear of accusations of unfit parenting or other unimaginable repercussions. It's very unsettling to hear that families across the United States are fleeing prosecution due to their chosen method of health care. Daily reports of government agencies showing up at private residence and proceeding to make examples of otherwise law-abiding citizens have many families panicked and fearful. I feel education begins in the home and needs to start at a young age so that the mystery of of the forbidden temptation surrounding cannabis is replaced with knowledge, compassion, and understanding. There are numerous benefits that come with the use of cannabis, and it's time to start recognizing its place as a viable as a viable option in lieu of pharmaceuticals. 
Let me fold this so I can see better. Author J.R. Fox, which is which is my my boss's wife, exactly published her first children's book with this very goal in mind, titled "The Gloops and the Special Plant." From the back cover where the gloops live, there grows a very special plant. This plant has not always been understood. In fact, once upon a time, the old kings wanted the plant gone forever. Inside this little book is a big story about Molly, her family, and all of the gloops who stood up for what they believed in and won. The world of the gloops is not so very different from ours. So maybe by learning about them, we can learn about us too. In the opening of the book, We are greeted with Molly Gloop, a gleeful little girl that lives in a world very much like ours. We get to peek inside her big world through fun and and thoughtful illustrations as we are introduced to the parents, Betty (laughs) Bloopals and the Gloops. Plant Nursery. The plant, as as it's described, is ancient as the first family of Gloops. Molly takes great joy in discovering the benefits of the magical plant. The book draws sharp parallels to our beloved cannabis plant, all while allowing your child to explore Molly's world within the pages of the children's book covering the accepted industrial and medicinal uses as well. And of course, the special times that mommy and daddy gloop eat the plant are to be reminders that every once in a while, it's okay to be silly. (laughs) It's okay. Molly knows that children are so good at being silly already. Later in the story, Molly takes a small trip to the gloops past to the darks, uh, past the dark days when the old kings did not like the special plant. They gave the gloops so much joy and healing, spreading lies and misinformation about the special plant. The old kings declared that users of the plant are ugly, lazy, and bad. Wow. Yeah. That's brutal. The author, J.R. Fox, makes an important point there, uh, stating that the plant can't determine your personality. Right. Only you can do that. Uh, In the end, after many years of the old king's fighting, the people's cry out cries were heard and the special plant lived on. And once again, the people are blessed with medicine for sick gloops. Toys for Blooples, dresses for Molly, and of course, the gentle reminder that grown-ups should be silly once in a while. The best message in this book, in the last one, is the last one. Even though the special plants plant is accepted, there are some people that believe the old kings. If someone says, you must be lazy, or you must be bad, Molly simply says, we are good gloops and we love each other. Someday you will know it too. Nice. And let me tell you, it is a pretty cute book. I yeah. did read through it cover to cover when I was sitting there one time, and I think you were picking out some extracts. And I sat there and I read through it. It's really, it's a good message. And it's, it, if you read any children's books, it's a lot like that, but it explains our plant. Yeah. Which is nice. And yeah. so, in, in a very child, you know, child friendly manner without. without like people say, you know, you want to keep it away from your children and stuff. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that we can't explain what it is. Or educate them. Or educate them, exactly. We don't want to sit here and completely hide it and, and, you know, we already have to child-proof everything. We already have to change the names for everything. At least we can inform our children of what it is. Well, that's what I mean. It's, we already do have to do all that. So I don't know why it's a big stink with marijuana, Mm -hmm. cannabis. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we have to have child-proof containers that we have to monitor with our pills we have to have containers that children can't get into for our cleaning supplies. I can go on and on and on. Right. So it's no different. We're yes. already adults. 
we're just adding one more thing to the list. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure in the future, there's going to be other things that are going to have to be the same way. And let me tell you, it's worth picking up. So you should go. You can pick it up actually at any dispensary that I've seen. Oh, at a container? Uh, no, uh, the book. Oh, the book. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We're what? on... We're talking about the book. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So any dispensary in, in Glucine, the state? Yes. Uh, that, well, I don't know any dispensary in the state. Any dispensary uh, around Southern Oregon. So like Top Shelf, Phoenix, you can buy it. You can find it basically at any dispensary that I've seen. Nice. Yeah. I saw it at Top Shelf. I've seen it at Green Valley. I've seen it at actually mm-hmm. Farm to Table, I believe. Just real quick. It was on, they had a little bookshelf. Well, that's pretty cool. They were featured in Dope. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, it's good that that stuff like that's getting out there because it's going to be a good thing. I'm yeah. sure there'll be others to follow too. Maybe you should create a whole series of Gloop, the Gloop series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I know that we still have one that's, I know we got one from Medford still. Yes, we have our last one from Medford, which. This is, this is a personal story basically, because yes. anytime we read real local stories like Talent Phoenix, Medford, this Ashland. This is basically for us. So, and well, in fact, around even, here. even out in Talent though, it doesn't matter because not everybody is from Medford. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm back in Medford. I'm like, oh yeah, me too. But a lot of people, when they go into Talent, they think that you are from Talent. Right, right. Yeah. So sure. they look at me like I'm from Talent. They don't know the rules. And let me tell you, just I'm two cities over from Talent, you know, from Medford to Talent. And the rules are so much different and everything is a lot different. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. So, and and one thing about that is, is, as you've told me, you get a lot of even visitors a ton from California. Yes. Or yeah. other areas that are completely separate from here. So... Anyway, I guess that doesn't really matter, but I Texas, mean, <laughs> Arkansas. Yeah, but those people aren't going to realize, you know, what is actually going in the heart of Oregon. But these are this is just one city's point of view. Yes. Um, and it's something that should be heard because people, these states that are going to regulate or decriminalize cannabis in the future are going to be up against these types of issues with certain municipalities. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be each city can go through this. Right. So you're going to have cities like, oh, gosh, Eugene and Portland who think straight, got their act together and aren't causing these kind of problems. And then you're going to have places like Medford. That's going to do this crap. And that we'll are read it still and let you know. being like, oh, my. Just read this. You'll hear it. And then I got a soapbox to stand on this one. OK. Sorry. All right. So. Uh, from Medford Mail Tribune, written by Damian Mann. It says, Medford Council spars over pot greenhouses. It says, questions about marijuana greenhouses sparked a testy exchange among Medford councilors Thursday night as they confronted a potential loophole in the grow, uh, outdoor grow ban. <clears throat> Mayor Gary Wheeler said he didn't he didn't envision a bunch of greenhouses popping up in the city as a way to get around the ban that was approved un- unanimously by voters in November. In other words, in case everybody doesn't know what was passed and what wasn't passed in November, we did not pass to grow outdoors in Medford. I don't know if we had put that out there. So that's what they're talking about, the unanimously by voters passing. Okay. Yeah. Well, That and- means we can't grow outside. Yeah, and and so people have like we were doing mm-hmm. put up greenhouses 
block off the sides, have the sun for the top, and it's not supposed to be a problem. Right. Okay. And and go okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Hold already, on. I know. Stay I'm, off your soapbox oh for a minute gosh. longer. Says, okay, is this what we want Ooh. in a city? Wheeler said. Counselor Kevin Stein received a question from a local resident that prompted the discussion among counselors. Do greenhouses qualify as indoor or outdoor grows? And what exactly qualifies as a legitimate greenhouse other than a few plastic pipes and some visqueen? Uh, the council indicated Thursday it wouldn't take any action on the issue until next spring to see whether greenhouses generate any complaints from local residents. Also, the city doesn't have a specific language that spells out exactly what a greenhouse is. Wheeler said that there is a lot of marijuana being grown throughout the valley and is available at local stores. So he said he thought local residents had plenty of opportunities to, to obtain cannabis other than growing in their backyards. Because, you know, we all have a lot of money to go into a dispensary all the time and buy cannabis. It doesn't matter. Think about it this way. Oh, my God. Think of how many places right now in the city of Medford that you can go buy a damn tomato. I know. I, know. I mean, I could fall into a store and buy a tomato, but I still grow tomato plants in my yes. backyard. And Gary Wheeler says that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Counselor Clay Bar Berenson said the count... Uh, Counselor Clay Berenson said the council had a freak out, quote unquote, after the city received about 20 complaints in 2015. 20 complaints. Oh, God. Right. Ooh. Oh, let's write that one down. Uh, in 2015, over outdoor marijuana gardens, he said that reaction led to the crow ban. Yeah, 20, 20 complaints. Freaking complaints. Yeah. And Medford. it started to the ban. Good job, Gary. How Proud ridiculous. Of you. Uh, Berenson said the ban affects many poor people who can only afford to grow medical marijuana, which is exactly what I was just saying, rather than buying it at a store. It costs money to grow indoors, Berenson said, which it does. I'm sorry. Didn't we just look at a light the other day that was for sale for $250? That, that's that's just we're going to talk about the environment. This is why I'm going to talk about environment and the grow, because here's the deal. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yes, cost. just a tip. That is yeah. just a light. Yeah. And that would not cover all no. of the stuff no. for growing. No. $250 for a light. And yeah. he thinks it's going to be inexpensive. And I'm sorry, sir, but my house is 900 and what, 25 square feet. <laughs> my children take up about Half 600 that. square <laughs> feet of it. Right. So... Where am I supposed to put my indoor plants? Yeah. Are you going to come in and make my house larger so you don't have to see my outdoor plants? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Anyway. Well, well, no, no, no. Here. And here's the deal. <laughs> it shouldn't necessarily matter. You should be able to grow it. They've limited it to four plants already. Yeah. Four plants. You can't even smell four plants. Yeah. I exactly. Mean, so you can't. <laughs> What what they're saying is is literally that um, because this is what Gary thinks that because there's so many available options as far as dispensaries for people that the government listen out of the kindness of their heart they opened they allowed us to have dispensaries remember yeah well okay so getting back <laughs> to that um, basically he's saying that because of those options we the government should have the right to make growing it illegal in the city yeah. Well, so why isn't the city trying to illegalize other things that we can grow that are available at stores? Right. I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, he said it showed a lack of compassion from the council if it didn't 
allow some flexibility to grow marijuana in a greenhouse. Counselor Dick Gordon said that Berenson, uh, said to Berenson, I don't appreciate you saying that counselors don't care. Gordon said he personally received dozens of calls from residents worried about pot grows, including concerns about dogs, motion lights, and people coming and going day and night. There are a lot of people out there who are afraid of anybody growing drugs, he said. Gordon... <laughs> Gordon said he growing had, drugs. He I assume had, that's a quote. Yes. Uh, Good job, Gary. Yeah, exactly. Gordon said he has received fewer calls this fall compared with last fall. Counselor Chris Corcoran said to Berenson, "You don't know how I feel." Cork. <laughs> he and must, this is our city council. He I must love be it. friends with Donald Trump. Uh, Corcoran. <laughs> who is tangled with Berenson over marijuana issues during other meetings, said he has family members who have used marijuana for medical reasons, and he disagrees with it? I should smack this guy. Berenson apologized to the council for suggesting that they don't care, that they didn't care for poor people. Of course, because these people have money and can go and buy as much as they want. But he said that for all the pot being grown in Medford, only a few people have caused problems for their neighbors. It's not fair for everybody else to pay for the actions of a few bad apples, he said. He said half the medical marijuana growers he knows live in, live on some form of government assistance and in some case survive on less than $1,000 a month. I ask you to walk a mile in their shoes, he said. Counselor Michael Zer- uh Zorinsky said he understands that some people can't afford to buy marijuana at retail prices. He suggested um, he suggested that local residents who have a private backyard could potentially grow without attracting the attention of their neighbors. If I could grow undercover, I would do it, he said. Yeah, what he said. You know, it seems like the only, there's guy? only one or two specific Counselor uh, Michael yeah, that have issues. And what's funny is that I if I can see their argument if they had more than 20 people on their side out of God, what is Medford? 100,000? <laughs> I don't know, but there's a lot. <laughs> 100,000 100, people somewhere in there, maybe maybe 80 to 100,000 people and 20 of them complained. Wow, boy, um, I'm that. You're boy, you're speaking for the masses, aren't you? I could probably list who they are, too. I know you're you're speaking for the two of them are council members, (laughs) you know? Oh my god, I mean, like the rest of them are probably their family members. So, so what we're saying is literally what we're saying is, is that it's not about what the people really have a problem with because 20 people out of all these people. That that's not a majority, that's not democracy. In fact, that's not even a sliver. That is, you didn't win the vote, sorry. Yeah. And and so these council members are backing 20 people and saying that it, the other thousands can't be satisfied. It sounds more of like a personal thing to me. Yeah, almost like, like, like a Gary, vendetta. Like Gary's got an issue with cannabis. Oh, he couldn't. Just a guess. Just an opinion. Not a fact. Just an opinion. He could have a problem with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Especially when he sees it in his family and, and, but he's probably the same guy that's watching my video going, oh, this is ridiculous. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. What scares me most about that. I'll step a little bit down off the soapbox. What scares me about this is, this is being serious now, aside from the anger. <laughs> what scares me most about this is his lack of critical thinking. So we voted this guy at some point in time into the council and he's showing and you can argue all you want, but he's not thinking critically. His critical thinking skills are not there. And that's no, scary no to died. have someone in office, in some sort of office, that is literally stuck in 
about five decades, not even now, about six decades now, maybe even seven decades in the past or more in in a position of power. That's what scares me the most. Right. I wouldn't vote ever for anybody like that that cannot um, adjust their thinking to the current times and current ideas uh, and at least have a, a mind open enough mm-hmm. to consider new ideas, especially when the evidence in their family is right there in their face. Right. Or, I mean, it, it it really scary to me very scary yeah um and i think that when you go out and vote i mean this is this is across the world now the people that do care and go vote do a little research on the people you're voting well yeah take take to heart the way they think and the way they do because just because they've done great or would have done great 30 years ago it's like this you realize that we still have the same form of government that we had back when they, they were like governing like hundreds of people. Let me give you an example. You know how many people came over in the Mayflower? It was like 112. I yeah. think it was the maximum yeah. capacity. 120, somewhere in there. Uh-huh. Okay, and then half those died in the first winter. <laughs> 60. So dur- during those early times, that the president, that form of government was a okay thing one guy could control 60 you know, people f- f- few hundred people <laughs> but now we've got 350 400 million americans and one guy calls the shots i'm not so sure that this is the most modern form of government that we right. have but you know hey yep <laughs> so let's get out of that let's talk about the good stuff let's talk about environment all right. Got your notes? I do. So for the people beginning, um, the people that can grow inside, when you grow outside, the environment's given to you. Whatever pests you got, whatever you got going on in that climate and that region is what you got to deal with. So there's mm-hmm. really not much control. Right. Once you start going into greenhouse and inside, you start having to control environment. And the big thing is, is that's probably your most important thing when you grow. So as a beginner even, or as a master, as a master, not a master, as an experienced grower, your goal all the time is to have the most controlled environment you can get, right? Mm-hmm. That's hard sometimes. Like the other day at work, I was down to four degrees or four. I always do that. I was down to 4% relative yes. humidity, 4%. I could feel the cracks in my skin. Okay. Controlling an environment like that takes a lot of different effort. You know, you have to have a humidifier and even then you can't over humidify. There's just so many variables in keeping a static environment. And so for the experience, I think that's what their main goal is, is to keep things running in a tight window consistently all the way through. Now, when you're a beginner, it's gonna be hard to do that. And so that's why we're gonna talk a little bit about it uh, now that everybody's having to move inside, especially in this area. Yeah. Uh, So, Basically, think of it like a triangle. And in the center of that triangle, you have your result. And that's kind of your disease and pests. Okay. Now, the disease and pests come from a a less than perfect environment for cannabis. Yeah. Okay. So on those three sides of the triangle, on on one side, you've got all your pathogens. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, That's your insects, your diseases, 
You're- which is bacteria, fungi, virus, uh, nematodes, mm-hmm. mechoplasms, and spiroplasms. Yeah, exactly. And that covers a lot that, of right? it. Was it spiroplasms or spiroplasms? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, Whatever. Spiro, spiro, spiro. I don't know. It both looks good. Spiral. So on, on that side of the triangle, that is all, all your stuff that can, you know, you know, lose control in your environment, yes. whether it's pests, it can be mold, mildew, all this stuff on the other side of the triangle, on the other side, you've got, uh, the host. Okay. For the pathogens and the host is going to be your crop and cultivar. Well, and cultivar is going to be your species. Cultivar. Yeah. So I could have, say, my crop is tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, it's cannabis. And then the cultivar, what is it? Lemon sour diesel. Oh, okay. So it would be like the strain. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. So blue dream, you know, uh, is it a Girl Scout that likes to fucking mold? (laughs) Um, That's on the other side. our Girl Scout cookie did not mold. Thank you very much. No, but... I had to treat it. It had PM and I had you to did break to it down with some it. form one, baby. But you still, it's still, we got 50% it 50% off. Code word, organ rooted, ancientherbs.com. <laughs> yes, by the way, we didn't drop that one. It's okay. I just did. Good job. <laughs> ancientherbsinc.com. Okay. 15% there we code go. word, Dropped. organ rooted. Mic drop. Okay. Yeah, because we beat it back with form one. Remember? Yes. Form one kicked its ass. Yep. I keep telling everybody that. If you don't believe me, it's obviously you don't believe me. Because you're not buying it. And if you don't just know, one now packet, you know. And one by packet, the way, go to our website. Yeah, it's there. Or it's ancientherb.com. Yeah, or organrooted.com. The link's right there, right on the front homepage. Let me tell you, one packet will get you a long ways in a indoor grow, and it and works it good. it smells so good. It's so worth it. And in an indoor grow, I don't want to be spraying nothing unless it's essentials. Right. So. It's saying as especially freaking Medford was making us go indoors. That's what I mean. Screw and all it's good, if it buddy. sprays on your hands, you got soft hands. <laughs> Big sprays deal. in your face, you got a soft face. Um. <laughs> so, and then to complete that triangle, you have... Environment. Environment. And, and in that environment... How you control those pathogens is on those hosts is through the environment, and that is through things like airflow, temperature, humidity, media temp, uh, pH, nutrition, and watering. Correct. So we all know airflow. Now, Jaybird's talked about airflow a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's, what's it? Airflow, airflow, airflow. Right. This is probably one of your biggest factors in your room. Now, when, you know, Depending on your room size, a lot of, you know, rooms go from like, say, as small as like a two by three or a three by three up to a, a four by five, you know, five by five mm-hmm. and then bigger, hopefully. Um, but in that environment, you have two options. Are you going to have a sealed environment for that airflow or are you going to have a, you know, non-sealed environment? Right. If you're not sealed, you're going to have to run. Air circulation coming in the bottom mm-hmm. and air circulation going out the top. Yeah. Okay. And that's moving, properly so moving that airflow. One fan high and one fan low. Correct. Now, you probably on your intake want to have some sort of HEPA filter because you can pull in pests and mold and mildew and spores and all that other BS that you see on that one side of the triangle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to have to have a filter. And then going out of the room, you probably want to have a scrubber. Of some sort, which is going to be like a carbon filter mm-hmm. going out. And that's for for smell. Okay. Um, so 
Now, if it's legal in your state and your neighbors don't care, you might not have to worry about that. But right. in general, you do have to worry about smell when you're circulating air through your grow room, especially during, well, really just during flowering. <laughs> so air circulation, big, big deal. Now, you can have sealed environments where mm-hmm. you literally seal your whole environment. It is doable. It's very hard. It's very hard. You have to seal all the nooks and crannies and there's more of those cracks and spaces and stuff than you probably would imagine right it can be done though but if you're going to seal it up you got to seal it up as best you can but you still need air circulation yeah so you're going to have to have fans running and stuff when you have a sealed environment your co2 is going to build in and of itself but in a and not not to the point of it's going to be really beneficial. I'm just saying in a closed environment, you're going to keep that the, the producing CO2 in. In a environment where you're circulating the air, you may want to consider the CO2. Uh-huh. CO2 does add a lot of growth, um, you know, in the bud structures. Yeah. Um, and CO2 can be achieved a couple of ways. One, you can um, get CO2 burners, uh-huh. which add heat. So you got to be careful of that. CO2 burner is just a burner that burns gas. And it, that gas emits CO2. Yeah. Okay. You can also have a CO2, which is the most popular method. You just go down and get like a uh, a large, you know, uh, tank of CO2. Uh-huh. Um, when you run a tank like that, they usually last a week or two, depending on how much you put in there. Um, you want to have a regulator on there and you'll want to run, you know, have a gauge for your um, PPMs mm-hmm. in the air and run that CO2. Again, if you're running... Cer- uh, air that's circulated you're going to vent that co2 and have to replace it when that's done um if you're running a closed environment then you probably won't have to run as much co2 and then and then uh but you still want to take parts per million mm-hmm. okay um let's see there's some tricks in there i'm not going to go into co2 right now that's a whole nother talk i just want to stick with environment yeah i was gonna say you lost me on that because this is not in my notes <laughs> no 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 no. i know it's not I, I just i did get a little sidetracked but that's just something you can add now for beginners you don't have to add that and there are other simple ways like there's these co2 mats you can get that release um co2 in small environments you can also get uh, i just saw it today actually it was um it literally comes in like like you'd think of protein, like you'd get protein in those big plastic containers. Mm-hmm. It looks like that. And some of them come in like five gallon buckets. And I'm not sure what it is. I got to check into this. And I'll let the listeners know, but it literally releases CO2, probably some kind of chemistry oh. going on there. And it's for bigger environments. Like these five gallon buckets will treat like, you know, a five by five or bigger yeah. uh, for two, three months. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anyway. After airflow comes temp. Now temps, if you look there, you know, it kind of depends on what stage you're in. Yeah. But, you know, uh, temps generally run. 70 to 85 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a bigger window than you want. Yeah. I guess when I say 70 to 85, that means if you run it a little higher in the 80s, it's going to be okay, probably. Mm -hmm. And you run it closer to the lower 70s, it's probably going to be okay. But you don't want that to be your window. Yeah. Wherever you're riding, and, and Golden Beaver brought this up in our interview. Wherever you're riding, you want to ride within a 10-degree change. That's mm-hmm. it. You don't want to go out 10 degrees. So if you're down in the low 70s, don't go up to 85. Say you're at 72, don't go past 82. 
Right. You want to keep that window at 10 degrees. And the reason for that is you get a lot better bud structure, at least from what we've seen from the growers, and a lot better, you know, um, trichome development. Mm Mm-hmm. When you keep that you know, real tight and same with your humidity, humidity, you want to run at like clones, 70 to 80 percent uh, for flower, 45 to 50 percent. Yeah. Veg, uh, 40 to 70 percent and final weeks, 40 to 50 percent. Yeah. And again, those are those are windows, but you want to keep those as tight as possible within that 10, 10 percent. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm getting at is you're going to get your best your best um, product by keeping your environment as tight as possible and for sure within those 10, 10 degrees or 10%. Nice. That's my two rule, 10%, 10 degrees <laughs> within those windows that I, I said. Um, you can go outside those windows, of course, and you're still going to get product and you're still going to get flour and stuff, but that's where you start hurting. You start running into either testing areas that maybe you want right. to test for a strain or it's an area that in general will start to hurt. Mm-hmm. your final outcome uh and then let's see um you know media temp i don't do that very often because most of the time when you're growing you're really not you're gonna end up burning the plant or killing the plant mm-hmm. or whatever before your dirt becomes a problem but it is some for an advanced technique to keep monitoring your dirt temp and keep that within a range too yeah i know you check the dirt temp sometimes but not yeah. always um, it's not something that really becomes a factor usually, but on large scale, you may. Um, and then pH, this is a big one. pH and parts per million. I didn't even put parts per million down, but pH and parts per million tell you everything you need to know about the plant. So pH, what do we run? We, I usually run about 6.8 on my plants, mm-hmm. but you know, you can go up seven, seven, one, seven, two. And I've even talked to growers that go down to as low as like five, five one five two i don't know i try to keep mine at six to six eight and and like last year what i did last year once i got everything under control is i was because you absorb the plants absorb nutrients in different like like it'll absorb a certain nutrient at a ph of six whereas if it was a ph of six five it wouldn't absorb that nutrient Uh uh-huh it absorbs other nutrients so what I did last year is I kind of varied it from like seven all the way down to six, all the way back up to seven, back down to six. And I tried to vary that range under the assumption <laughs> that maybe I'd get more, you know, nutrients yeah. in there. Did yeah. it work? Who knows? It's something to keep testing. Right. But maybe it's better just to keep a stable pH like within that just one or two. <laughs> but here's the problem. It's hard to do that, especially when you're using uh, amendments, dry amendments and stuff and not making teas like I did. Yeah. You're not careful. It can throw your P, your pH off. Now, let me mention this for beginners. What you can do, and this is even for people that probably haven't even, I don't know, not advanced users. They've probably figured this out by then. But your your average growers, um, if you take your runoff water uh-huh. and take your pH and your parts per million, it will tell you the problems of your plant. So yeah. last year, how I found out about my pH problem, well, I did some runoff and I tested and said, oh, shit. Yeah, I remember you said that. What the <laughs> hell am I doing? <laughs> now, so immediately you know on your pH what's going on there. If you got a low pH or a high pH, you're getting some nutrient lockout. The other thing that, ha- I mean, and your plant will show that. So, and I tell this to people to ask about, you know, what's my nutrient deficiency? 
Uh-huh. Well, it's not necessarily what you need to find out as much as you need to find out your pH and your parts per million. Because if your pH is real low or high, you do have a nutrient lockout. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter which one. Not as much as just getting that lockout taken care of and getting some half-strength newts back in. So if you're getting lockout because your pH is out of whack, your next watering, first of all, do your flush with yeah. neutral water. Flush it, flush it, flush it with neutral. Get all that buildup out of there. I'd recommend SL, SLF 100 on that rinse too because that's what I did and it worked good. It broke yeah. all that crap down. Yeah. Okay, so do your flush for a couple days. And then after that, add quarter or half strength newts. And at that point, without that lockout, no matter what it is, it'll you know it'll take care of that for you right. because it's not getting a high dose of newts. The lockout's gone, and it'll recover with what it needs, right? So yes. it's, it's not that you necessarily need. It's good to know what the deficiency is, but as a beginner, you don't necessarily have to. Like I said, just take your pH first, and that'll tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. Get that back. You know, do your flush if you have to. Get it back in alignment. Now, with the PPMs, that's parts per million. That's telling you how much nutrients in that water. So if I got a high PPM, I know, oh, my God, either I've got lockout or I've got way too many newts in there and I'm over-fertilizing. Mm-hmm. If your PPMs are low, okay, again, it could be a lockout depending on your pH or it could be that you don't have enough newts in there mm-hmm. because you're low, low PPMs. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So those two things can tell you every pretty much everything you need to know about what you need to do. Right. Beyond that, then it gets down to specific deficiencies and what your nutrient program is and stuff. Right. So that's the whole pH nutrition thing. Now, when people use synthetics, like what Sean calls salty balls, mm-hmm. uh, basically that's um, non-organic nutrients. I've used them in the past. Not as bad as miracle Grow, mm-hmm. especially the stuff today. But you're talking, you know, chemicals that don't, use you know when you use organic material you've got to have the microbes that we've talked about break it down right right break it down into nutrition that the plant could absorb well when you go with synthetics it's not that way you're just basically drenching that plant roots and it's absorbing whatever it can take and the rest just sits in the dirt right nice thing is is those are easy nutrient programs are usually only one or two or three bottles easy for a beginner which i recommend and we can go over different lines that do that in the future but um, you know, that's, you can also run into the lockout easier because of, of the salty nature of, of the synthetics. Right. Now with organics, you don't run into it as much. You can with the mineral side, but, uh, for organics, really what you're doing is you're putting these organic, uh, inputs in there and then hopefully some good microbes that's mycorrhizae. Uh, I've told you trichoderma, um, some forms of fungi glomus is a good one Mm -hmm. Um, you get those in there those and some enzymes like the slf the enzymes will break down the you know the organics into a material that the bacteria can break chew on and those bacteria break those poos down into you know nitrogen phosphorus calcium magnesium all that stuff and mm-hmm. once it's broke down then the little little roots down there have these little little signals things that they send out and say i need this i need that and the microbes say oh, oh okay here you go here you go that's how that works yeah and that's what's nice about organics is unlike synthetics organics you have if you use microbes you have this like um buffer zone because it's releasing nutrients that's been digested so it's a process mm-hmm. that's why when you put like top amendments on there it's not going to work on that 
it's not like a synthetic that's going to work right away. It's going to take a week for that thing to get break down, get some microbes on it, some enzymes on it, and get it to the plant. Right. Okay. And then watering. Like I said, watering, if you're getting where your plant is not uptaking water, mm-hmm. check for lockout because it's just not uptaking anything. I think I think even Wes Cush ran into that with mm-hmm. his GSC lockout and he wouldn't take up water and the water was just sitting in there. It almost looks like it needs more water too when you see it like that. And that's that. the thing is the plant will droop when that happens. And you're like, oh my gosh, it, it needs water. Don't. First of all, if that happens, if your plant's droopy and it's not because you've left it and you forgot to water it, check the moisture of your dirt. That's another thing you need to check is that moisture because if if you put like a moisture meter in there and you go down into that deeper dirt, there could still be moisture in there for right. sure. But if you know, if you can just put your finger in there and feel wetness and it's been days and you're like, oh my gosh, that's probably lockout. Yeah. So check on that. Um, but watering in general, like when I first started, I would put my finger down to the second knuckle, which works good for like three gals to like 10 gals, maybe mm-hmm. even like 12 or 15 gals. But when you get into like the 30, 35, 40, 50, 100, 200 gallons, you can't do that. You put, you put your finger into the second knuckle and it might be dry. And then you got another foot of dirt that's soaked. So. Be aware of that the bigger your container, the more you got to be careful you're watering. For one, it's going to take longer in between waterings. But two, you know, if if it's too much dirt, you're going to run into mold, fungus gnats, right. like topsoil that's wet. So you run into fungus gnats, stuff like that. So yeah. water and keep it under control. You're better off letting your dirt get basically completely dry and then watering it really good. Yeah. Letting it completely dry and then watering it really good. And if you have to get a meter to do that, do it. Mm-hmm. until you get the feel for it or get your process down now on the flip side the smaller your pots the uh the easier it is to control it mm-hmm. but the more you have to water so if you got a small pot or smaller pot you might water every day instead of every two days or three days yeah ideally i like to water every couple two or three days that's my ideal pot size <laughs> so when i try to pick pots i try to pick it for the size of plant i want for sure but like say i know like in the backyard in a backyard. If I know if I can only grow a six foot plant, well, I'm going to do a container that will grow a six foot plant, right. but not so big that I'm going to be watering every two weeks. Right. You know what I mean? I want to keep it down as small as I can. So I water every two, three days, but you know, so not too small, not too big. Right. right? But you, you know, keep it big enough to where you'll get the size of plant you want. I noticed that you can get a good six, seven, eight foot plant off a 35, 40 gallon pot. Yeah. So you don't need big stuff, especially in the summer down here. You know, we get hot. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do need to just consider that part. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's really it. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, is the actual walls of the environment. Um, people always are asking, you know, what should I grow? What if I have like, like what we're going to grow indoors? Like ours would be a 10 by eight. Mm-hmm. And you take that and you put up your sheetrock, you, you know, just remodel it, put up sheetrock everything up get your ventilation spots um make sure you got your outlets that you need make sure your outlets can handle the the amperage that you're going to put in there and um at that point you want to do your walls and something right well what are you going to do um one thing to note is in general a five by five you want to run about a thousand watts Mm -hmm. and then you can adjust accordingly going down i just had to throw that in 
But in those areas, your wall reflection, basically the number one best option really is probably grow tent walls. You can get some really high end, like the Gorilla Grow Tents. Those walls are completely designed to be the reflective that they need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, upwards of ninety-five oh. to a, to ninety-eight percent reflection, and they do it evenly distributed. Okay, and generally it's on all sides, so high quality. So if you can do a grow tent, do it. A little bit more expensive, but it works really good mm-hmm. and you're guaranteed without having to do any kind of painting or layering or anything. You just throw up your tent and it's ready to go. Okay. If you can't do that, then number two is paint and barium white. So if you can find barium white, it's pretty simple. Um, it's a little bit more expensive, a few bucks more per gallon, but barium white will get you the best reflection off white paint. Okay. 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 You still with me? Yeah. I'm back on track now. <laughs> the third option is regular latex matte paint. 85 and to 95%. That's 85 reflective. to 95% reflective. And matte, you want matte. Don't get glossy. Now, I know it sounds backwards, but you do not get the reflection off that glossy like you would off the matte, and it's uneven as well, yeah. too. You get a lot more even reflection and a lot better reflection quality off that matte. And uh-huh. I'm telling you, that's do it don't get glossy or panda plastic yeah so the fourth option i don't know if anybody's out there has heard of this but it's called panda plastic and white or black plastic is 80 yeah. percent to 95 percent yeah 80 to 95 percent it's a white black plastic it's good it reflects well not quite as sturdy as some plastics mm-hmm. still good number five is called a it's called an orca grow film 90 to 94 percent yeah it's it's good too a little bit better actually plastic microfiber mold resistant thick and easy to clean and even distribution exactly so and they call it that orca film because of that plastic microfiber right it feels really weird it feels like literally like orca skin huh. so that's where they come up with that name the reason I put it at number five is because it's more expensive than Panda plastic. Oh, okay. So economically, Panda is probably better because it works good. But the Orca, if you can afford it, much more durable, easier to clean. You won't tear it, blah, blah, blah. Nice. And then if you just want to go straight, you know, cheap style, Mylar. You, you can do Mylar, which is like 90% reflective. And you can do, I won't, this didn't come out of my mouth, but you could try, like, if you're really broke, you could do like, Reynolds rat. <laughs> it's better than not using anything. But here's my point with that. If you're going to do that, just go buy a gallon of white paint because you're better off with that. And honestly, I think it might be cheaper than all that. It could be. That's what I'm saying. But I've, I've, I've seen people do it. I've heard of people doing it. It's not the most effective. It really isn't getting barium whites your best option unless you have a grow tent. That sounds super ghetto. Barium white? No. <laughs> Berry white? What? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, no, uh, the um, the wrap to put up on your walls if you're if you're really low income. That sounds really ghetto. What the the Reynolds wrap? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't know if that's a, I don't know, that probably that probably was done way back in the days that um back when they used to put newspaper over their windows. Well, and there wasn't really any kind of like when you were growing weed illegally, you weren't out there going like, hey, what's my best reflective material here, you know? And then so, 
once some, you know, some research went into it, you know, they kind of figured out what works best. But um, not that. yeah, but most of the professionals I know will either use a grow tent or uh, either like an orca plastic or a um, barium white. I'm telling you, it's and it's mm-hmm. the least really it's a little more expensive than normal white paint. But you can go down to Rada, you can go down to your paint store, mm-hmm. ask for a gallon, a couple gallons of, of uh, barium white. Nice. It's okay. a bomb. Okay. So that's it. Uh, that's all I got for environment. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, you know, I didn't go into too much depth, but that gets you started or at least gets you thinking about, you know, grow areas and grow mm-hmm. rooms. And, uh, and hopefully that, you know, we can't stop the fight to grow, especially in the mm-hmm. cities, you know, places like Eugene and, and Portland have been smart by leaving it for the most part alone. Yeah. But anyway, so coming up, uh, like I said, Kenevere, um, is coming up on mm-hmm. uh, mid week next week. And then we've got, uh, our January new year's. Our so we got new a year's. big month and- new year's Eve show. And it will be deals and like I said, the deals, the raffles, everything. So come and see us. Yeah. 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 You'll get a fun crowd. Do you think there. you'll have concentrates by then? We should. Exactly. Yes. We should hopefully have them in within a week to two weeks. Okay. Cool. I said that. That's no, I know you did, but I mean, extracts, yes. okay. I just, okay. Everything. That's what we're hoping. That's why we're hoping that the new year's sale is going to be one of our big, big ones because, We'll also have all that stuff as well. So it won't just be flour for people. It will be a whole lot more incentive for people to come out. Yeah. 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 And come and see us as well. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's why not come down there and get some favorite freaking medicine and try to win some prizes. Yeah. There's going to be enough prizes there that shoot. Probably got to get It'll chance. make it worth it. Yeah. All right. So that's it for uh, this week. And we will see you mid next week. Uh, Check everything out, all the new stuff at OregonRooted.com. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and, and more stuff's coming out. So, all right, people, thank you for listening. Oregon love. Oregon love.